This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, it's roundtable time, and I'm excited. Camelot. Camelot. It's only a model. My friend Vest Diehurt, CarolinaBlitz.com. Keep at Keith Blitzen on Twitter. And for the first time, Kenton Gibbs, Locked On ACC Podcast at TGIF underscore Kenton. I didn't know that. Uh, cool. Thank God it's Friday. Or uh, does, is that, I assume that's what it stands for, right? <laughs> Yeah, I made that account back in high school. Uh, and obviously, high school football in Michigan is played on Fridays for the most part. So, you know, I was always excited for that, and I just never really changed my name. All right, well, uh, you made uh, Twitter was born in 09, so thank you for making me feel super old today. Uh, that is an outstanding. Well, well, if it makes you feel any younger, me and you got the same amount of hair on our head, so we 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 in the same range there. We in right. the same realm. All right, I mean? good. I'm glad. Now, now you and I are vibing very well. All right, uh, let's uh, let's start here, and I'm going to start with uh, with Ms. Hurt here. Uh, Panthers versus the bye week. I've got Carolina plus five and a half. What do you got? I have them plus 10. I see that, you know, it's crazy because Frank Wright did what needed to be done. And I was literally about to hit post on an article about how this is the perfect time for him to hand over play calling duties. And then I get an alert on my phone, which negated my whole article. But anyways, um, I think he did the right thing by handing over play calling. I think that it, it, this will provide a spark for the Carolina Panthers. So despite them not playing I think they won this week. All right, <laughs> so they're going to cover your uh, your ten and a half, and even uh, there should be a money line. I still think they would be plus <laughs> uh, plus money against air at this point. Um, Kenton, is it going to make a difference? Is the is the the offensive co- the play caller the offensive coordinator is the same? Is the play caller going to make a tangible difference? I'm going to tell you something that I learned a long time ago. It's not about your X's and your O's. It's your Larry's and your Joe's. It doesn't matter who you have calling plays. You can have Vince Lombardi saying, let me get a sale here and a sale here, and we're <laughs> going to run it in the alley. This team will still be doomed. I mean, with all due respect, I think a lot of people are kind of blowing this out of proportion. I think national media more so than local and the fans. Mm-hmm. But this is a team that you're expecting oxtail blessing in – hot dog time. That's not how it works. And for those of you who don't know, oxtails take all day to cook. You got to put some effort into those things to get them done. This is a team that is just now starting to cook. They got a young offensive line, rookie quarterback. The receivers are old as dirt, but they're slow as dirt too, so they can't get open. It's a lot of problems with this team, and they're going to need a lot of cooking to get ready to be a good team. By the way, put Kenton on the list for forever. Yeah, right? I, I, I personally I would have gone uh, instant grits versus uh, at real grits from my cousin yeah, Vinny. Yeah, right. The yeah. entire grit eating world. Never mind. Uh, Vashti, um, I I have already moved on from the head coach. I've made my determination. It's about mindset for me. Against Miami, it was the perfect opportunity to be a little aggressive right at the end of the first half. And it looked to me like he was okay with three. And I didn't understand that. Um, How do you feel about Frank Reich? Well, we all know I always felt like 
you know, it, it, we keep revisiting it, but Steve Wilkes was the right choice as head coach. Right. I think that Frank Wright, I think that the, I think the Panthers as an organization did not set the right expectations for this team and even this coaching staff. Uh, you know, this is his first time really drafting his own quarterback in Indianapolis. He inherited Andrew Luck and then he tried reclamation projects with with older quarterbacks kind of what Matt like what Matt Rule did nice. here in Carolina the past few years now he was able to draft the quarterback and there's a lot more work that goes into that uh and and a lot of people aren't talking about the fact that there's also a rookie quarterback coach in Josh McCown yeah. so I, I just and and that's just why I think and and and, and I know I know Kinsa doesn't think that it's a big deal, but I do think the play caller, I think that that makes a difference because it takes something off of Frank Wright's plate. He was in over his head. We could saw where the plays were getting in late. There were there yes. were pre-snap penalties. Now he has the, uh, the job of being more of a game manager, as I believe a head coach should be, without the burden of, of being the play caller as well. So I and, and even in the press conference on Monday, he seemed a little lighter. Uh, I'm not ready to write him off yet. I don't think that Tepper will get rid of him. Fans have fans have been off of him after week two. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they give him this year, maybe next year. He has an opportunity to write the ship. It's just going to take a little bit longer. And you know what? We're holding Wright accountable, but the defense isn't playing that well either. So I, I, I want to give equal opportunity hate. To both sides of the ball. <laughs> uh, that, that's Vash Diehart, com at Keep Blitz and Kenton Gibbs. Locked on ACC podcast. We're going to get to the ACC uh, in a second. Does one of these three games have to be a win? Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. After the bye week, uh, you know, you've basically got the three other. You've got, uh, what, Houston, the Colts, and, like, they're all three winnable games for, yes. For, yes. For, for every other team in the NFL. So does one of them have to be a win? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the biggest things that's working in the Panthers' favor right now is they've played a very tough schedule, the 12th toughest schedule in the league. You can say what you want about how this team has looked against my Detroit Lions. Yes, I'm a Detroit guy. That's who I am. <laughs> but And the Miami Dolphins. I was a fan of them when they was on 16, by the way. I'm the bandwagon guy, but that's neither here nor okay. there. The fact of the matter is simple, right? They played against two teams with 5-1 and one records and got the doors blown off. Duh. Right. That's what's going to happen when you mosey into two games against teams that are, I mean, who's going to stop Tyreek Hill on this team? Who's going to stop Aiden Hutchinson on this team? With all due respect, this is a team that is flatly undermanned at the moment. And that's why I say that the, the play calling, yes, it's important to some extent, but at the end of the day, you need guys who can do it. You need guys who can go. And they kind of gave away the barnyard in order to get, um, in order to get Bryce Young, and now you're looking around like, oh, no, the cows are running loose. Duh, you gave away the barn. That's that's what's going to happen here. So 
I, I'm looking at this team and I'm saying to myself, these one of these next three has to be a win because you're walking out of that territory where you just got a gauntlet, where you've mm-hmm. just got team after team after team that you know what coming in. Yeah, we can go ahead and pencil that letter that's before or right after K in this one. Yeah, the um the, the the truth is is that the worst part about if you went un you know, winless is that you don't get the first pick. There's no there's no prize uh for doing this. And by the way, the answer to who thought uh Ty- that anybody was gonna stop Tyree Kill was apparently uh the DC did because he let Dante Jackson uh cover him one on one in press coverage with no safety help, and that was the easiest touchdown of the entire season. Um all right, let me uh let me move on. Oh, first of all, uh quick answer for both. Should they trade Brian Burns, Kenton? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Pass rusher is a premier position. Yep. And notice I said pass rusher, not rush in. You can line up Brian Burns anywhere along that front and generate pressure. That is not something that you come across every day. And not only that, when teams know that you're in fire sale mode, you get pennies on the dollar, as opposed to teams thinking, well, wait a minute, they could very well keep him. We got to compete for this guy. No, there's no reason to trade Burns. He's not even nearing the point where you're like, he's going to lose a step in a year or two. When this team gets good, he's going to lose a step. There's a chance for him to be a vital part of this team when they get good, when they get the players they need. And if Frank Reich ain't the guy, when they get the coach they need, that's going to get them where they need to be. Vashti, your answer to that? I agree. You don't trade Brian Burns, quarterback, pass rusher. Those are the two positions in the league, the way it's designed right now, that you have to have and you get rid of Burns, you're trying to find another Burns. So I, I don't I don't think that they should trade Brian Burns. If they were going to do that, they should have done it last year mm-hmm. uh, when they were being offered two first-round picks, and it, and it was, you know, they, they, they traded Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson, and it seemed like they were kind of mailing it in for the season uh, before, before that run. But, yeah, you keep Brian Burns. Obviously, I don't know what their plans are to pay Brian Burns, ah. but you definitely don't trade him. All right. I, th- I think you both got that wrong. I would trade Brian, Brian Burns yesterday, and I would have traded him last year. I said it. Um, the yeah, Personally, I think trading Robbie Anderson means you're going for it, means you're kind of upgrading uh, by trading Robbie Anderson. That is the the definition of addition by subtraction. Let me uh, let me throw this to the ACC in our remaining couple of minutes for Kenton Gibbs of Locked On ACC Podcast and Vashti Hurt at Carolina Blitz uh, or CarolinaBlitz.com. Uh, I screwed the whole thing up. Um, Kenton, how many games is North Carolina going to win during the regular season? I think that this is a 10-win season for the Tar Heels, and you heard my heart making me talk good about the Tar Heels. You know, I'm an NC State guy. I I, I know uh-huh. that y'all got me. That's why he said my next victim, because he knew he was going to turn the screws on no, me right no, no, here. I'm... But very seriously, I see this as a 10-win a uh, plus team. If they win any less than that, I'm not saying people should be looking at Mac Brown like he's looking funny in the light. I'm not saying people should be kind of pushing him ter- towards Shady Oak retirement home wow. if he can't get 10 wins out of this team. But it may be that time because, I mean, when you look at the rest of their schedule and when you look at what they've done so far, they have looked fantastic. They have looked magnificent. Tez Walker's look so good. I understand why the the governor, the AG, the mayor, <laughs> hey, everybody, their mama picked up the phone and said, if y'all don't get him in, we're going to sue. And I get why, right? He has looked fantastic. He has helped Drake May immensely. The running game has come along. And the defense has been there. They've existed. Good Let's enough. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, yeah. they've been good enough. Good, been but good North enough. Carolina – 
All you need to do is cover a little grass here and there, and you'll be fine. And with that being said, I see at least 10 games is like what they need to win in order uh, to keep some confidence here. Vashti, is 10 too low? I don't think it's too low. Listen, those 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 last three games are doozy, back to back to back. Duke, Clemson, and don't sleep on Clemson. It's still Clemson yeah. and NC State, which has kind of had UNC's number. So, you know, yeah, they could get – Virginia should be a win. Georgia Tech should be a win. Campbell should be a win. But then you have Duke, Clemson, NC State. I don't think 10 wins is too low. I could see them losing two out of those last three. I th- and I think the way I look at it, I think that would be a disappointment for that team with may- maybe the first pick in the draft at quarterback. And te- they- it's not just Tez. They've got good running backs. The offensive line is good. They got a bunch of other uh, receiving targets and good tight ends. I'm putting the pressure on them. If they're nine and zero, because they could lose to Georgia Tech, they could. That's the uh, that's yeah. the Lego piece they could step on in the middle of the night uh, and screw everything up. But if they're nine and zero going to the Duke game at home. Yeah, they got to do better than uh, than ten and two in the regular season, but that's just me uh, because we got to make the needles bounce uh, real quick. Uh, Duke, Florida State. If Riley Leonard is fully operational, Vashti, this is tough because I've been, I've been looking at this game. I think Florida State sleeps on Duke, and I think I don't know what Mike Elko is putting in those guys' food, but whatever it is, they're eating it up and. Uh, I think I think that I think that Duke with a healthy Riley Leonard, I think that they they beat Florida State because I don't think Florida State respects Duke the way that Duke will respect and take seriously for the Florida State. They'll, res- they'll respect them Sunday morning. Uh, Kenton Gibbs, fully operational can, Riley Leonard. I can see it now. I can already see it, right? Play fake to Jordan Waters. They hit the wonderful double move down the sideline to Jalen Calhoun. Boom, Riley Leonard does it. The the Duke fans, the Duke faithful in the crowd go crazy. Florida State now leads 42-14. Oh, let me shit. tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something, and let's be very clear about this. We just talked about who's going to stop uh, who's going to stop Tyreek Hill. Florida State has a, we talk about health. Johnny Wilson's health is going to be massive in this game yep. because I know that that Duke secondary, they can stop one good guy at a time. I really do believe if you if they put the screws to one guy, absolutely, he's eliminated. Multiple guys, two receivers, the average height is six five and a half, and both of them are running four four or faster. Keon Coleman was supposed to be the afterthought. That kid is a freak. He yeah. is different. He's not like the rest of us. With that being said, too much Jared Verse, too much Kalen Deloach, and don't get me wrong, Duke is a physical, physical, physical team. They're going to beat you up. It's going to be an ice bath game. Even regardless of how bad you beat them or they beat you, it's going to be an ice bad game. But with that being said, I just think that Florida State has too much skill on the perimeter to lose this game. Such an NC State fan. Better after uh, <laughs> last week's 24-3 setback. Vash Diehard, CarolinaBlitz.com, at Keep Blitzen, and other uh, you know uh, Twitter handles. Uh, Vash Die. Great to have you. Thank you so much. That's Kenton Gibbs at TGIF underscore Kenton. Locked on ACC podcast. Well done. I'll, uh, we'll do it again very soon. Thank you so much for coming up. Absolutely. Glad to be here. That was, uh, that was a blast. Uh, we had oxtails and ice baths with, uh, with Kenton. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.